MLM Nation, episode 599. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, ML Nation, have you ever struggled with tracking your prospects or remembering when to follow up or you forgot what you talked about? Imagine you had something cool that you can track. I finally found something. No, it's not a notebook. It's not a spreadsheet. In fact, I was very skeptical. I actually tested it out for a while and I love it. You know why? Because it's simple and easy to use. Like you you're on the road, you're on the go, waiting for you to pick up your kids. It's just, you pull up your phone. It is so simple to use. And as a listener of ML Nation, you can try it out for free. So go check it out. It is at mlnation.com forward slash mapping. mlnation.com forward slash mapping. It will change your prospecting and make you way more organized. And uh, it's a ton of fun and easy to use. Check it out, mlnation.com forward slash mapping. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Beth Graves. Hey, Beth, are you ready to make it happen? Oh my gosh, like this is, I feel like I've just been chosen to be on Oprah, being on your podcast. <laughs> Such an honor. Like I, I've, this is like, this has been on my vision board, honestly, like I'm going to, I'm going to be on MLM Nation and here it is today. So thank you for having me on. You're welcome. And people call me the Oprah of MLM. So, uh, but but anyway, ML Nation, if you don't know Beth, Beth Graves, this is going to be an awesome story. She's been a business owner since she was 11 years old. At that young age, she already decided, hey, she was unemployable and started, what she, in her own words, her own version of a network marketing business. Since then, Beth has been involved in multiple businesses, including one in which she and her husband built an insurance business around the passion for horses. They eventually sold that business and Beth found herself attracted to network marketing again. Beth put strong emphasis on community, consistency, and connection, and that led her to build a team of over 11,000 reps in under five years. Today, she's a multiple six-figure earner who's earned almost $2 million in lifetime commissions in just five years. Beth is also the creator of the Sticky Note Challenge, which we're going to ask her about, and also she has her own show podcast, You're Not the Boss of Me. So anyway, Beth, welcome to ML Nation. Um, let's take us back in time. Like when you're 11 years old, what was that business that you wanted to, that you started? Okay, so the, I was on a swim team, and it was a swimathon, and you needed to get a certain number of pledges so that you could wear win this Lycra bathing suit because it was a very expensive racing suit back then. And uh, my mom said, "Well, go out and earn it." So I decided that I would rather have a hundred percent of more people's efforts. So what is it? One percent of a hundred people or a hundred percent of one people. So my concept was to get seven or eight of my girlfriends in the neighborhood knocking on doors for me. And then when we won the Lycra bathing suit, I would share it. So of course I, I went out and won the swimathon, and I realized I was like, that was so much easier having a lot of people with the same mission. And so I laughed because when I started in the network marketing business with the business model, and we did the same thing in insurance where we wanted to touch on all of the different disciplines from, you know, the rodeo people to the jumpers, to the dressage, you found a leader in each industry that would share the message 
and then you build bigger. So it, the concept being like the vending machine, right? You have a vending machine uh, in each in each area. So I learned early on, and I was laughing because when I started to have success with network marketing, my mom said to me, "Well, you did this when you you know what wanted that bathing suit." Yeah. And so it was one bathing suit. Yeah, that's kind of gross, so right? And, and here's the thing, Simon. I didn't have uh, I didn't have a lot of organizational skills back then. Sometimes creative thinkers. You think of I know you're a dad of a mom, and so the bathing. We were all going to share this bathing suit, which was completely unsanitary. And within the first three days, I left it on the locker room floor and. The bathing suit was gone, <laughs> but I did learn a valuable lesson about building community. We we met together after we would go door to door and we'd eat cupcakes together. And we and I even had a graph that we talked about our goal. And so I look back at that and I think, gosh, that's fascinating. And we could that's an entrepreneurial journey, right, right there. And that's network marketing, and we'll, we'll touch upon later. Like you said, you hung out together, you had fun about it, and that's you want to build a big team. Those important elements. Oh, huge, 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 huge. And that was when when I, I first started. So many people, I think now it's been close to six years. They're, they're worried about every single strategy and the post and the algorithm. And I, you know, I love social media. We love visibility and marketing. But honestly, it's your intuition, your energy of building community and just having that conversation with energy and excitement is really what shifts the business. People sit around all day creating the perfect Instagram stories. And I love Instagram stories. But the honest to goodness thing is having those cupcakes after you go door to door, whether you're doing it on a Zoom or in person, and also um, bringing back the connection. I keep with every single person that I have a conversation. I have a Trello board now. It used to be in an in a index file box. And I know, I know that I know the names of their kids. I know their why. I, I have a team. I think I didn't even update that number. It's over fifteen thousand. But I can remember the first time I met, had a conversation. So we can always go back to that. Yeah, I, you know, I love your story about the, the getting the pledges. And I think if you're uh, Nation, if you're listening to this and you're new to the profession, it builds belief because I know this helped me out a lot. When because some people network marketing is a foreign concept, but you see it everywhere. Right, like um, you see, like what you said, you you want to get a couple of your friends. Like even if you just got one friend to help you, that is a type of network marketing, right? Absolutely. And you see it sometimes in uh, credit card offers. If you you refer two or three friends, uh, that is network marketing. So all these companies, the corporates, they use some form of network marketing, direct selling. So if you're listening to this, you feel like no one else does this. Hey, lots of people are doing some form of network marketing, direct selling. So, um, so how did you go about and eventually get started in network marketing again years later? So I always say that you know there there comes a there there comes a time when you just it, it's that moment that you know that this this is this is it when you make a big bold move. So I I know I love that the industry allows people to do this in a part time way, but we had a big shift um, in our family financially that I needed to step up to the plate. And it wasn't I'm a teacher by trade. I used to write curriculum. I knew that going back to work full time with teenagers that I was going to be making forty to fifty thousand dollars in my first year. 
And I knew I had been watching friends. I had been researching. I had read business of the 21st century and I loved the business model. And I, I watched a friend of mine who was making um, way more than I was going to even make a month in the teaching profession. And um, she was posting online and I was watching the stories. And that day I woke up, a text came to my phone from another mutual friend. And she said, you know what? Let's do this. We can, I know that you're looking at going back to teaching. And I had said to her, I'm petrified of leaving these teenagers home alone. And I, and I wanted flexibility and freedom. And honestly, Simon, when I had been teaching, I was an incredible teacher, but I wasn't going to make any more money for the extra time. Such a glass ceiling. And I started, and this is unique too. I started my business at 47 so I found there's so many women that it's not too late to learn something new. And I had 222 friends on Facebook and an AOL account. So if someone is telling you, you need to be a big influencer, you have to know social media in order to make a significant income, you're, you're just listening to stories. Mm. AOL. Some of you may listening to this. You don't even know what that is. You don't need to worry. You don't need to worry about it. It's almost like you instant no respect for this person. They're still using the AOL email address, right? Um, so, how did you do your first couple of weeks? You had an AOL email address. Not many friends. How were your first couple of weeks like when you got started? Uh, I broke a company record and earned my car bonus in fourteen days because what I did was. It, all referral. I literally walked, uh, started with, I, I followed the exact system that my leader told me to, to follow. Um, you can tell by my podcast name, you're not the boss of me. Sometimes I can get a little bit thinking I know the answers to things. That's kind of the personality that I have. And so I decided I was going to be, ex I was going to be coachable. I was going to do every single thing that I, that the, that success leaves clues. So in those first two weeks, I literally wanted to, and, and I knew in my hands, I, I wanted to build a community of like-minded people. So I just said, Hey, I want you to take a look. What time can you chat? I used three-way validation over and over again. I didn't know anything. So I used the voice of someone else. And then immediately when I had a customer, we started looking for referrals and we used Again, three-way validation. We used we we were talking in Facebook groups at the time, and um, and then any new new business partner that came on with me, it was the same process. And so I like to say ignorance on fire, but if you look at it, simple tools. We shared one thing, you know, shared a quick video. It was an interview of our CEOs talking about why what business model, and it was also here's the other thing. As soon as someone was having success, and to me that was their first order. We were, we were in communication and, and honestly, we, we started with just celebrating every single win and it was fun. It was fire. And I got that first commission and I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. And, um, I had energy around this idea, Simon, that everybody was going to come along with me. Maybe not the first time I asked them, but I was just, I was like, I had my hands and I know we have our hands on gold and, um, I started to feel very big personal responsibility to help bring parents home to their kids and help these empty nesters that were worried about retirement and help 
relieve the stress of being in the workplace and missing kids games. And I, I, I just started talking about that message, sharing it everywhere. You, you mentioned something very, uh, two things important. Number one is the three ways, three validations. So um, it makes it easier for you, it's more duplicatable. But also you, you had the energy that felt that everyone was going to come along. And I think most network marketers, if you're, if you're listening to them, you're struggling, you're probably expecting most people are not going to join, right? And you were expecting people to want to get started. Absolutely. If you think about, you know, I'm a, a very high vibe energy believer that, and, and I know you are as well. When I met you, at, you were speaking at the event, just being in your presence raises me up, it like raised me up. I was like, whoa, Simon is like, you can, you can feel that energy when someone walks in a room and um, you think about even in sports, like I play tennis. I can tell with, when I walk on the tennis court with a tennis partner, the energy, the confidence, the belief. So we have to practice the the belief muscle, the desire, the belief, and the commitment are those three things. And really, there's a lot of work that we can do on on, on having that energy. And that is having commitment. If you have commitment to, to getting in shape physically, you've got to keep your mind in shape physically. And that is re- keeping that belief. I mean, I do my 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 meditation, my affirmations, my visualization to keep that. And then staying, staying involved in touch with the success stories. Every time you hear a story of someone's financial success or your product success, it's, it's like, I call it, you know, going to your MLM church, you've got to keep that belief. And that's been, that's been key to keeping the energy up for the years. Yeah. Belief is something you have to constantly work on. It's like a motivation, right? It's like you, um, so what's your routine? You like you look at affirmations. What else do you do to keep that belief going? Even someone like very successful like you, you're working on it all the time. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, I, I call it like my, my kids would say, come and go in a bubble like Glinda from Wizard of Oz. And um, even, so what I have to do is really wait, I wake up in the morning and I, I use uh, my, my interpretation of Miracle Morning. So I, I always start the day with a meditation and an intention. I have affirmations around my marriage, around my relationship with my children, around my business. Right now I'm looking at, I take action with faith and clarity. I also have a vision board that has my team on it. Um, I visualize and affirm um, success for individuals. And I even do that for my recruiting. I have 10 people right now that, that I know are a perfect fit. And I have affirmations around it and belief. So then I do those affirmations. I have meditation. I spend a lot of time. I do thought downloads. So I get rid of, I declutter my brain thought downloads, and then I'm exceptionally organized in how my time looks, that every single day there has to be time spent on personal business. And then I fill my head with podcasts like yours. My car is my university, so I'm always, I I won't turn on the news. I don't want to listen to negativity. I don't want to sit around and listen to people complain, and I have huge boundaries around that. Mm. Was there a certain aha moment you had where um... – afterwards, your business really, really took off. It might not be a popular, uh, a popular thing to say, because we're so, uh, so many people are saying we're only online. But my biggest aha moment was when I got in an airplane, I had my first out of state leader. And I, and we did what we call a living room local. 
And my aha moment was that connection has helped us to survive. Like I, I, people, I, we always talk about the grass isn't greener. It's that your, your focus and your attention has shifted. So something looks more intriguing, another product. So that the connection and that moment that I went and I, and I spoke and I heard the stories of the product and I heard the stories of the business, I realized that whether we were on zoom or whether I was in a living room that I needed to, we needed to be together. And so that was three months into my business. You know, we were going, we were going, we we're going. And we built, um, in the beginning, we, we built locally. I wanted to have my best friend along with me on this journey. I mean, now I have, I built globally and, and, um, I've a lot of people from all over the world. A lot of people find me online, but it's all relationship and connection and finding out what is their pain and frustration and providing the solution talking less, listening more, making the connection. Really good stuff there. Um, let's shift gears a bit here. Uh, talk about how you build a team really quickly. And you talk about you spend a lot of time on community and you mentioned it before. What do you do to create community? And well, first of all, why is that important? Uh, and if someone is new, just say they don't have a team, how do they create that community? So, you know, we're, we're, we're driven for community as humans. We, we travel, you know, if I, we travel in packs. Uh, so I, and I even think about like, think about when you first date and you won't go to the bathroom alone, right? You're like, Hey, come with me to the bathroom to your best friend. So the, the big piece is, is that there has to be a seat at the table for everyone. And one of the biggest compliments that I've been given for as a leader in our, our whole leadership group is that people don't know the ranks that when we get together and knowing that everybody has a seat, everybody provides value. Um, we make sure that we are together as a team on a zoom once or twice a week that we are just little things, remembering birthdays, uh, reaching out when, when someone, when, you know, someone has a sick relative, um, community is built by showing up consistently Community is built by allowing others to feel that they have value inside of that community. I had, you know, you want all the things in the beginning, the stage, the, you know, the awards, the magazine. And I think another one of the big moments is when, when you see your team members stepping into to those positions, but really it's, it's, it's validating their voice, um, and, and showing up, just show up. The lights have to be on as a leader and in your business. And then the other piece of that is a CEO shift for people. Yes, we have duplication, but when, and if you're listening and you're signing up for, you just signed up, you, you have to realize that every single day you wake up, the business is in your hands. So there, if you don't have a team, Plug into, there's, there's many communities out there on Facebook, create a community around something like, look at what's happening in Peloton right now on social media, Simon, right? They have yeah. these groups. And I mean, the, my sister is leading a Peloton group. Like she could lead a multi-million dollar company just because of community. By Peloton, you're talking about the biking. The right. biking, yeah. Yes, these, the, the, yeah, it's the, and, and I, I love to look at the trends. And so right now I'm looking at that. They're just a, it's just an, 
an exercise machine, but the community. And if you think about this, there's in, in teams, like we have, we have contests and incentives that are based on activity, not always performance, shouting out, getting together. One of the great things to do is get together on a team blitz and make an agreement like, okay, we're, we are going to reach out and, and invite 10 people to this next online event. So creating fun, I mean, even doing things that are outside of business building, uh, we, in all the local communities, if there's a race of some sort or a speaker, uh, we get together for taco Tuesday. I, I host retreats, uh, three times a year for my own personal team. Um, because I just, I'm a summer camp girl. And I, I, if you can know that some people in your network marketing team, really they're, they're missing connection. And it's, it's, it's like highly evolved, personally developed people that are, are bringing sunshine and light to your life. They're going to stay forever. Yeah. And, and like you, uh, what you just mentioned, even if you're one person, you're new, you got to get in a community because it also helps build a belief that you were talking about before, right? If you're a community, because we're hanging out, people are spending time with someone, whether you're physically um, or online. And if you're not in that, community is very easy to get distracted like you said the grass is not green it's just shift the focus to something else and all of a sudden you lose uh focus on your business and everything else goes yeah and one of the things that that is that was key for me when i was but i think it was 30 days away from the top rank of the company is i sought out some accountability partners that were at the same level as me, I went to people like you and mentors in the industry and said, I know you know a lot of people, and who do you think would be a good fit? And so I reached out and I said, you know, hey, would you want to meet together on Messenger, on Zoom, and just connect and set goals with each other? So I still have that group. I have a mastermind group. Uh, and now we're all have earned multiple seven figures lifetime, multiple six-figure earners annually. And we get together and we have parameters around the conversation, but we cheer for each other along the way. And you can find online and ask ask mentors that you that you see online that are coaching in this space, or there people are wanting to have that connection. Now let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, let me ask you my favorite question: In your five years in network marketing, what is your worst worst moment to the point that? You may even wanted to quit or you, you had doubts about this profession, but you stayed in there. That's why you're the leader you are today, Beth. I think that the worst moment for me was, and, and this is when I had to, had to shift, was dropping the priorities of my family in order to build my business because I was so focused. And the worst moment was when my family started to struggle with me, I was working too much at night. I was, I was available. I didn't have boundaries around my time. I was available for everybody at any time. And I was just stretched too thin. And so I was so grateful that, that I had a mentor that said to me, you have to readjust those boundaries. And so we sat down as a family and I said, listen, I know, you know, my daughter said to me, I don't care what you're earning, what we're making, what rewards our family is getting. You missed a really important performance. And at that moment, I thought it's not worth it. I, I'm dropping all the balls. 
took a breath. I journaled about it and we sat down as a family and, and I set very clear boundaries on what nights I was working. Um, I made a list of all of the things that needed my hands and all of the things that didn't, I got organized in my social media content. And, um, so that was, you know, that was just a shift in leadership. Hmm. Let's talk about, um, again, something else you brought up before consistency. And how do you stay, how important is consistency to success and how do you stay consistent? Consistency to success is everything. It's everything in your business. And we get it as leaders and, and even new people. What I see is they're so into creating a, creating their, a color and a brand and a quote graphic and, and, um, a challenge around something. And that is all what I call the dopamine fix. Those are fun things on social media, but consistency are the money making activities that have to happen every single day in your business. And I know you have a daily method of operation that is incredible. Um, and it's very similar. And after listening to you, I shifted mine a bit. And so every single day I do a five, four, three, two, one, and, and I do not get to do the fun things. The fun things are hanging out in Facebook groups, getting on a Zoom, going live on Facebook. So every single day, that consistency, if it's, it's people think that, like, why aren't I making uh, $1,000 a week yet? You have to turn your light on for business every single day. If you have a 7-Eleven or a, you know, a, a bikini store and you decide to only open once a month, how many bikinis are you going to sell or how many Slurpees are you going to sell if you only open once a month? So consistency is everything. It's the compound effect. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. MLM Nation, what's up, everyone? Aisham Hipsher here, live in studio, ready to bring you this week's show ambassador, who is really hard to pronounce, uh, Tanel Japien, T-A-N-E-L-J-A-P-P-I-E-N, Tanel. I'm going to say Tanel. Tanel says, for all the MLM people, five stars. MLM business is tough and it takes certain skills and attitudes to be successful. So true. I've been involved with MLM companies and so has my wife and our immediate supervisors or sponsors have not been the best coaches. This podcast provides you with the knowledge even if you don't have the best coach. Exclamation mark. Guys, I selected this review because one of its raw honesty and transparency, but two, I know so many of you right now uh, are building your business and you think that your your, your sponsors or, or whatnot maybe aren't the best and you need someone to, to, to lean on. And, and, you know, I can somewhat relate to that in, in the very beginning of building my business. So, so kudos to you for seeking out that mentorship and not just throwing in the hat saying, man, you know, my, my sponsor's not helping me. This thing must not work. Um, kudos to all of you that are listening to this podcast for that reason to grow and to learn and to take it to the next level and are not making excuses. So, Tanel, my hat's off to you. You are this week's show ambassador. Boom. Guys, if you want to be featured as next week's show ambassador, super simple. All you got to do is leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts. And I will find you beautiful people and read your review and boom, a star is born. I'm looking forward to reading your review to the world next time. Now back to Simon and the show. 
Hey, you heard it. Consistency is so, so important. Without it, you'll never be successful. And in my mission to help a thousand people earn a thousand dollars a month, I know one of the things we need to work on is to help you become more consistent and take action. And that's what we do in Purpose Driven Networkers. For just 33 cents a day, we prospect together. I hold you accountable. I make sure you work on the DMO, the income producing activities. And so all that for 33 cents a day, I made it easy for you to get help. Uh, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Let's get consistent and let's start finally Not just learning, learning, but taking action and making money in your business. Let's do it. Now, let's talk about this uh, sticky note challenge. What is it? Uh, Okay. uh, So I, you know, with consistency uh, came, I'm super visual. And I set the goals for, for, you know, when I set my goals, I thought, okay, I need to have conversations and I need to literally move the names every day. So I put a hundred sticky notes on a wall in a 10 by 10 grid. And I filled the names with a hundred prospects from my lead notebook. And, um, whatever your funnel is of how you share, whether it's your first reach out for me, it's my first reach out. It's, did they watch a video or did they, you know, did they take a look at the information? I give them a free website and then they be either become a customer and th- the three-way validation. So I just, put the hundred sticky notes on the wall and every day committed to moving 10 sticky notes, but I could see where they were in my funnel. So I would look at the 10 I would make that were coming the next day. So I'd make sure that I had a connection that I knew what was happening in their life. So I I knew that Sarah was a girl scout troop leader and her daughter just went to homecoming because I was checking, made a, you know, made a connection on our social media. Then the next day, if her name was on that sticky note, I had to ask, I had to give her the offer. It wasn't like, Hey, honey, what's happening? You're so cute on social media. It was, Hey, let's have a conversation about this. I see you're a busy mom like me. I've got it, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got the solution for you. And I'm, I'm all about cutting right to the chase. Um, not a copy and paster. I just, I breathe in, I send the message and I know that if it's meant to connect, it will connect, but I've got to ask the question. Are you, you know, are you open to taking a look? Um, I'd love to send over a quick video or I'd love to, if, if they're ready, Simon, that, so I'd move them. So we started this sticky note challenge and it was literally people were sending me pictures. I have hundreds and hundreds of pictures of people with sticky notes on the wall because it's literally move them, them over. So then I could look and see where they were. Did they answer my Facebook message or my text? Did they watch the video? Were they a customer who needed to look for referrals? And my whole business was right in front of me on a wall. Um, now, if you travel a lot, as we both do, um, you can use a Trello board. But it, the honest thing was, I was on a mission to hit a goal. Um, I do my business like Hit Cardio, really strong 30-day runs where I am, my family knows, I'm up at four in the morning getting my, my brain ready. And a, a hot 30-day run was moving those sticky notes. And I have sticky notes that went all the way from you know just the wall to the top rank of the company and I watch them move. And I, then I, you know, put those, and I say a lot, I'm I'm like kind of woo. I say a lot of affirmations around who's coming up next and it's fun. It's cool. So um, it's really good because sometimes you forget about following up with people. So at the sticky notes, you can see them, they're getting one person that you forget to follow up. They've been left literally, literally left behind, right? On the first column. Yeah. And if I started to notice my first column of my reach outs that, that that was getting too full. I was, I, you have to 
self-analyze, okay, my messages aren't being answered by, by them. Maybe I need to send a voice memo or, and then if I had a lot stuck in the customer column, Mm. Um, that weren't that weren't upgrading or weren't getting their referrals, then I needed to say, okay, what can happen there? And then I would decide what event can I plug them into? Is there an online event? Is there a video? Do they and then the those that I could track to, those that didn't get a three-way validation chat or three-way call or three-way Zoom, they were going a lot slower than the ones that were getting that three-way validation. And then I even, then the next thing was, you know, those people in their first two weeks of the business. So I could say, stay in touch with them. And the piece that I love so much is that my kids even knew about the sticky note board. And so if we, if we don't have a hundred names, then we, you know, your lead list is everything. So then I'd say, okay, you know, I got to go out and figure out how I'm going to connect with more people. And my son came in one day and he was in seventh grade and he's like, mom, here. And he handed me a sticky note and it was his math teacher. He's like, I, I don't know what you're going to do, but she needs what you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. Very, uh, cause you never know. You should never prejudge. So what happens? I'm just curious if someone says, no, I'm not interested. They basically qualify themselves. They give you a big, no, I'm not, it's not a good time right now. What do you do with the sticky note? You just take them off, the, take them off. What do you do? You put them in a separate no column. No. So that it takes, you know, you know, we know the statistics, right? A follow-up. Yeah. And so I said no right away when, when I was, when the first reach out came. And so I just moved them down. So I just replaced them. I'll, I'll move them down and no. And then I also, I know that it's going to take six to 10 follow-ups. And when I say follow-up, I'm just touching base. I'm staying in their life. So I have a whole section of people that you can recirculate. But my follow-ups aren't always like, hey, you ready to use my product? Or, hey, you ready to join my team? I'm just like, today, my follow-up with, I did this with 55 people today. I just followed up with saying, I thought, you know, we've got a lot going on right now. And I sent a, I sent just an article that I found that I thought would be helpful about talking to kids about what's happening with our, with the healthcare crisis. And said, I thought you would find this helpful. So it's, it's like duck, duck, goose. You know, you ask you provide value, you show you care, and then you circle back around. And until they tell me, because we have a responsibility, we have a solution for people, for moms, to bring those moms and dads home, to, to not have to be worried about being out of work, to not have to worry about the glass ceilings. And so I'm just going to always show up and knock on that door. And um, I have thick enough skin. And it's not that I don't say we all take things personally, but I, I, I do a lot of work around. They're just not ready yet. They just don't understand yet. And when I get a, and then I always ask if they're like, no, please, this isn't for me. And I, and I've never had somebody say, go away. Cause I'm providing value, value, value. What happens is, is I'll say, you know, I know that it's not for you right now. Can I just keep you updated on what's, mm. what's happening? And then another thing that's really big, Simon is, Asking how you can serve. So if, if I have a realtor, for example, I'm going to compliment and say, you know, listen, Don, you're, I, I'm watching your real estate business. Congratulations. And how can I, how can I help to, you know, share you out? And I always like to try to say, you know, go give her sell more. And how can I serve? How can I help? How can I share this out? And I am not afraid to ask for referrals. And, and I, and that's, that's, if, if it's a hard no, many times I'll say, okay, this isn't for you, 
but who do you know that, and then I get to tell them the benefits and um, asking, and that's how I've actually recruited some, what I call tens and people that are so business minded is to say, Hey Pete, I know you said this isn't for you, but I bet in your, in your group of contacts, you have someone that I can help and serve because such an incredible, incredible business model. And I want to pick your brain for a second. And I've, I've been able to, to actually listen to those, to the benefits. I'm like, wait a minute and send a podcast. I've sent your podcast to people as a follow-up. Like, Hey, I was listening to this podcast it's called MLM nation. Um, listen to this today because you're going to get an idea of what this industry is all about. So if you, if you hear something that's like, yes, I had to send that to somebody, send it. Well, thank you for sending ML Nation. That's cool. <laughs> it's, it's, well, my team gets it all the time. I'm like, listen to this podcast today. Tell me your three takeaways. <laughs> hey, you've been awesome, Beth. I thank you for so much for your time. As we wrap up, some quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be quick one-liners. Okay. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Uh, one of my favorite success quotes. Wow, you got me on the on the thing. This um, my favorite success quote is probably, gosh, I've got so many, but just I, I'm going to say success leaves clues. I mean, I, I I say that all the time. Success leaves clues, and and that's what imprint are you making, and and how is success defined? Not just in the money that you've made. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Getting up early in the morning. What time do you get up? 4.45. Hey, that's the time I get up. Hey, so I'll be texting you. Hey, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on the East Coast. No, seriously, my alarms are set at 4.45 a.m. every day. See, there you go, you guys. 4.45. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever received is to keep going. Um, not to to just keep doing what you're doing. Keep going, keep learning, keep reading. And every day take one step forward in your business. And and that that was it, was keep going. I, I had just earned the second rank and I, I was with a, our CEO and I thought, okay, I've hit this rank and I've earned this and this. And he's like, just keep going, keep sharing, keep doing the basics, keep it simple. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect, do you send them a video? Like you talked about, or do you do a Zoom to get on the phone? Do you leave a uh, voice audio? What do you like to use, Beth? I like to use voice audio. My favorite prospecting tool is um, tell me what has you what has you curious about this business. My favorite prospecting tool is to ask two or three questions, and I'll tell you in Facebook Messenger is if if it's too long there they lose interest. So I try to do two to three sentences and and then, you know, that getting that question so that I can start to understand how I'm solving that pain and frustration. Because if I just start sending videos, I don't even know if that's the, the thing they want. Yeah. And then my other question is, what other pieces of information or what else can I answer for you before you are ready to get started? It's a great question to lead to the close. Do you have a favorite app? Or online resource. Actually, what's your favorite app on your phone that you're using right now? My favorite app on my phone I'm using right now is Voxer um, because it's walkie-talkie. And I can I can keep Voxer for my team members. That's not where we put our three-way chats, but I can speed up their voices so I can listen. And 
I also am loving Trello for my organization of my leads and also for my content. What's two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, two or three books uh, that I could recommend. Brett, let's see, I'm looking at my bookshelf. Um, I love Dare to Lead with Brene Brown. Another book that I love is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, Think and Grow Rich. I love I love Success Principles with Jack Canfield, Digital Persuasion with Aaron King, a lot of books. Um, I always have right now um, in my, my Audible that I'm listening to right now, I'm listening to a book called For the Love of Money. And gosh, I am a reader. So I, I, let, I have one on Audible, one on my nightstand, just fueling my brain all of the time. And here's the last question, the million dollar question. You ready? Ready. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, didn't know your husband, didn't know your kids. You had a contact list of zero, but you had all your current knowledge and skills and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? The first place I would go to build a network marketing business from scratch is, oh, Simon, um, I would go to an event where there were, uh, where people were looking for personal development. And I would, so I would go to, I would go to events and meet people in person. I would uh, get out into the community and I would do some stand-up paddleboarding classes. I would just start making connections and meeting people. And then I would just start my visibility online and doing the same thing in connections and groups. But um, I would go out and start meeting people that were like-minded. Hey, thank you so much. You've been awesome. As we wrap up, any last words of advice, Beth? And then what's the best way our listeners can reach out to you? Okay. Um, I, you can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm Beth Holden Graves or over on Instagram at Beth Holden Graves. And you can find you're not the boss of me, but you can reach out to me in that way. And I have a free group that is um, non-network marketing company specific called Camp Elevate on Facebook. And we have a lot of guest speakers. We did some EFT tapping in there last night. It's a, it's a lot of mindset work and strategy. So you can just find me on social media. And any last words or advice? Don't have fear. Just have courage. Go forward. You know enough already. And get get yourself moving in this direction because this is your solution. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Beth Graves. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com and just click on the podcast tab and the show notes of all the nuggets of wisdom and links to reach out to Beth. Her contact info will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in network marketing and in life, you must help others. So Beth, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation, before we go, don't forget your free download of my latest book, 365 Motivational Quotes for the Network Marketer. It's over 79 pages long. You get a free PDF copy of it. Just download. You get a sneak peek of what keeps the leaders going. You know, it's taking the best of the best of the podcast and put in one convenient resource for you. You're going to get confidence as you can refer to over and over again every single day. You get daily encouragement. You're going to get the mental toughness to become successful. And you're going to stay motivated and focused on each day as you go through the guide. So just go download it. It's all for free. MLNation.com forward slash book. And if you know a friend or downline or sideline, crossline, or any friend or even... 
you know, a prospect that would, this would lift up the profession, increases the belief in the profession, share with them as well. Just go to download it, and it's free for them as well. MLNation.com forward slash book. All right, ML Nation, great show with Beth Graves. And we're going to do a quick recap here. Simon Chan, I am fired up to give you this recap. So um, I think it was really cool when she talked about the swim team, right? Uh, getting pledges. And she or, she talked about it. Getting 1% of 100 people's efforts is better than getting 100% of your efforts. And that's what network marketing is about. And also talked about this. If you were, you know, I really struggled with the belief in network marketing when I first started. What really helped me out was seeing all the different ways direct selling is being used. When people say like major companies use direct selling, I realized like in the U.S., um, you know, Sprint, which was like a tele, you know, phone service back when I was a kid, uh, was started out because of the network marketing, direct selling, right? Referral program, credit card program, credit cards use that a lot. You refer three friends, you get a freebie. Direct selling is out there. Okay, if you don't know what it is, you haven't realized that it is out there in different forms of direct selling that we're marketing, that they may not pay you by multiple levels, but they pay about one or two, you know, some people you want to pay about one or two levels. There's a lot of programs out there that really, really built my belief in network marketing. So, and it's like a legitimate model. Otherwise, these big multi-billion you know, dollar companies wouldn't be using it. So what else? Um, you know, Beth was successful because she followed the system. Simple tool. Use something simple and use three ways, three-way validation. You know, I always, I built my business through three ways. Lots of people I know use three ways. Use the three-way call, three-way texts because it builds validation, right? Really validation. The more people hear it from, uh, it's easier, especially when you're starting out. You know, you may not know what to say, but you use the expert, use the team. And if you don't have someone for three ways, find someone. You can, if you don't have an upline, just say you can find another upline or crossline, sidelines, different people to help you out. Uh, best spend a lot of time talking about belief. How do you constantly, you got to constantly work on that belief. Belief is not something you go to a convention, event, you're excited. Because then you fall off. You got to constantly work on that belief all the time. When the grass is greener, you know, it's not greener, but it's because you lost focus. And that is so, so true, right? Um, You may say, wow, network marketing is hard. This is better. Well, you know what? It's not better. It's because you have lost focus. And what keeps you focused is the belief. You know, we talked about the community, right? Community. Let everyone feel loved. Right, uh, if you're running a team, not everyone's going to be that superstar leader. You know, love people for where they want to be, where they're happy with. And if you're by yourself, you definitely need to get plugged into the community. Um, you know, one of the communities that I love doing, I spend a lot of time there every day. What I mostly do um, is, aside from my one-on-one coaching clients, is our purpose-driven networkers community. Right? If you're, if you need a community, go check it out. It's ten bucks a month, and uh, you get tons of fun, and people love it. And not only. They get results too, but not just that, but more importantly, they get plugged in, builds their belief. You can go check that out. Go to PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com, and we'll have it in the show notes as well. Um, Beth also talked about accountability, right? If you want to be consistent, you need accountability. That's where the groups help out as well. The coach, and she talked about she found an accountability partner. Even today, she has that mastermind group to keep her. Why? Because it's easy to lose focus. So even leaders do that. So you need to do that. You need to be an accountability group, a mastermind group. You need you need that. Okay, I have an accountability partner. Every month we meet because because otherwise, and also the belief, 
Right? These are all things, if you don't have that, um, you're going to be sabotaged. Consistency, dude, the accountability group helps you with that. And Beth talks about it. It is everything. Right? And you got to do the things that are not just fun. It is you work at, You have to work on your DMO. Um, last, last couple of things is she, I love her sticky note system. Every day she had to have 100 people filled out, right? Filled out 100 names and moving them. Just keeping, that's her way of tracking things. Now she uses Trello and that, but staying focused on what you need to do and the income producing activities, right? Um, she goes with strong 30 day runs, takes follow ups. And really, this business is about responsibility to help others. Ask yourself, ask yourself, how can you serve others? All right, great show that I can go on and on. We'll go, uh, go to the show notes page. I'll put the resources on there. Just go to mlmission.com, head over to the podcast tab, and uh, make sure you reach out to Beth as well. Thank her. I thank Beth as well. Great, great show. And thank you, ML Mission, for listening. And if this has been helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Really, really appreciate that. Hey, thank you for being part of this amazing profession. And now it's over to you. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.